Today on UTR, we're reading Rustin Honnerduth's wonderful offbeat comedy pilot, Ramona. So don't move a muscle. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unproduced Table Read here on the Popcorn Talk Network. As I mentioned at the top, we're reading a wonderful kind of edgy but also really sweet comedy pilot called Ramona that I'm so excited to get into. Um, before we do that, guys, uh, this is a show, if you're tuning in for the first time, where we read Hollywood's hottest unproduced pilots and features, um, and we have Rustin Honnerduce here in studio today. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for being here. He's the writer of today's script, and I just think it's a really interesting, kind of tonally specific script, and I chose it because I love the voice that you've kind of communicated in the script. I think that's sort of the secret sauce. So yeah. <laughs> it's good. We'll get more into kind of a Q&A later in the show. Um, but until we do that, guys, I would love for my cast to introduce themselves and who they'll be playing in today's read. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Mike Kalinowski. Today I'm reading Jeremy. Hey, I'm Haley O'Connor, and I am reading Ramona. Hey, guys. I'm Adrian Snow. I'm reading Adriana and Nima's friend. Hey, everybody. I'm Andrew Guy, and today I'll be reading for Guarov and the Bro. What's up, everybody? I'm Timothy Michael. Um, you can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. Today I'm reading Guy, Boss, Stoner Hippie, Barista, Scarf, Steve. And this music has given me all the feels. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Roxy Stryer. And I'll be reading for Commissioner, Nima, French Barista, Cat Lady Barista, <laughs> Glasses, and Drunk Lady. And I think I forgot to introduce myself, guys. Um, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. Um, feel free to pitch me a script there. Some of you guys have done that, which is great. Rustine, we're so happy to have you here in studio today. Thanks for having me. You got it. Um, I love this script. I read it actually kind of a while ago because I found it, I think, on the Amazon. Had you uploaded it to their pilot competition? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I read a bit of a different draft. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, again, it's just such a tonally specific pilot. And the voice just rings so true to me. Um, one thing I like to do is before we dive into our reads, I like having the writers kind of give us a 30-second kind of intro into the world we'll be entering today. Okay. Kind of talk about Ramona, maybe some of your objectives with the script, and just sort of prep our audience, if you would. Yeah, Ramona's a half-hour comedy about a sarcastic and confident young woman who uses a wheelchair. It's about her trying to date and get a job in a world that kind of pushes people aside when you don't already have problems in your life. Hmm. So uh, I by going into this, this is something that I'd never seen before on television. It was kind of introduced to me by my girlfriend, and once I got it into my head, I could never get it out. Mm. And it just became something that this is like the edgy, dark comedy that I've always wanted to see on television. Yeah. So I just decided to do it. <clears throat> I feel the same way. Um, so I guess with that, we should go ahead and get into it, guys. And yeah. for those listening who can sense a bit of a frog in my throat, I apologize. But it's sultry. That's what, yeah, my, my fiancé says I sound like a sexy sorority girl. So maybe, I'll just, maybe I'll just keep it. We sound very similar at this point. That's true, actually. I've always thought, yeah, Roxy sounds the same. We kind of like a sexy sorority girl. Thank boss. you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, let's, let's just get into the script. This is Ramona, written by Rustin Honnerduced, and here we go. Interior bedroom night. An empty bed in a dark room. It is lit by a tiny desk lamp on the nightstand. A guy is carrying a girl to the bed. He's not very strong, and he struggles to hold on to her. He loses his grip, drops her on the bed, and then falls on top of her. The girl is Ramona, a confident 29-year-old woman. Even though Guy is on top, she's the one leading him in bed. But Ramona's used to it. He kisses her feet. Thanks for trying, but that's not doing anything for me. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Forget it. Come here. <laughs> she ki he kisses her neck. She's really into it. 
He repositions himself, ready to have sex, but he doesn't know what to do with her legs. No, you have to hold me like this. That works. They start doing it, but she needs something more. Lick my ear. What? Stop asking questions. She pulls him close, and he licks her ear. Later that night, he rolls off her, and they lay there, catching their breath. I gotta go to the bathroom. Do you want me to help? No, I've got it. Ramona sits up and reaches for her wheelchair. She picks up her legs and throws them over the side of the bed, scoots herself closer and closer to the edge, and she hoists herself into the chair and carefully pulls her legs into position. Now, comfortably in her wheelchair, she rolls into the bathroom. The guy, naked and alone in bed, looks around and notices the bare walls and pile of books in the corner. On the nightstand, he picks up a photo of a younger Ramona, able-bodied and laughing with friends. Ramona comes back from the bathroom. Who's this pretty little lady? She swipes the photo away from him. Look, this is fun, but I think you should get out of here before it gets too late. Are you serious? What do you want me to say? You really tired me out. Nothing will ever compare. Now let me go to sleep. I've got work in the morning. <laughs> What's so funny? I, I just thought I'd be the one making up excuses to get out of here. Then you're not the only one who's disappointed. <laughs> he puts his clothes on, refusing to look at her. He slams the door behind him. Ramona slowly begins the process of getting back into bed. Exterior San Jose, California day. A sunny day over the urban sprawl of San Jose, California. We end up outside of the San Jose Courthouse. Interior San Jose Courthouse Day. In the county clerk's office, a marriage commissioner is presiding over the wedding vows between Guarav, 30s, pudgy Indian guy, and Adriana, late 20s, dressed all in black like a witch. And do you, Guarav, take Adriana to be your lawfully wedded wife? I do. Then by the power vested in me by the state of California, I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may now kiss the bride. They kiss, and it's neither passionate nor loving. Its tone is matched by Ramona's slow, passive-aggressive clapping. She's the only wedding guest. Interior in-and-out day. Ramona, Adriana, and Gaurav are eating, still dressed in their wedding clothes. Ramona stares daggers at Adriana. You know, when I pictured my wedding day, I never thought it looked like this. This is way better. She notices Ramona's sour expression. Look curled up your butt. That's how we had a deal. Neither of us would get married until all our stupid friends got divorced first. Well, we made a lot of promises. Remember that time we said we were going to follow Prince on his world tour? And now he's dead. And <laughs> you're making the same mistake all over again. I didn't think a green card wedding counts. But if you want to let my best app developer get deported, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how we'll pay rent. We'll probably have to move back in with our parents. Very funny. This is a sacrifice I'm making for both of us as part of growing up or whatever. Sacrifices are supposed to raise the dead and kill your enemies, but all we get is this guy. <laughs> Quarov is watching cute cat videos on his phone, totally oblivious. <laughs> I'm not trying to force you to grow up, Ramona. God knows, you fought me kicking and screaming this far. I haven't kicked anyone in years. <sighs> you know what I mean. <laughs> don't get mad at me for getting tired of one-night stands. I'm not as good at them as you are. You think you know me so well, don't you? Well, you're not as complicated as you think you are. Just a... Big scaredy cat who's afraid of commitment. She jokingly pinches Ramona's cheek. Ramona slaps her hand away, and Guarov takes a big gulp of his milkshake. Ugh, brain freeze. <laughs> Drink this, stupid. The things we do for love, right? <laughs> Adriana laughs, and Ramona rolls her eyes. Interior bedroom night. Ramona mm -hmm. looks at herself in the mirror, comparing her body to the way she looks in the old photo. Happy, carefree, and hopeful. We can hear Adriana and Guarov laughing through the door. Interior, Ramona and Adriana's apartment continuous. Adriana and Guarav are at the table with beer and flashcards like they're studying for a high school exam. Okay, true or false? My dimple is actually a scar from a childhood accident. False. Nope, that was true. 
I've always been a bit of a klutz. Oh, why am I not surprised? <laughs> they both laugh. Ramona enters. What's going on in here? Uh, we're just staying up in our lives, you know, in case we get grilled by the feds or something. We just got to high school history. Do they have high school in India? We do, but it's segregated by caste, not by freaks and geeks. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> How do you two feel about a study break, then? The reviews for that new Superman movie are so bad, I kind of want to see it now. You down to stare at some dudes in their underwear? Tempting, but we have to finish. We have to. Uh, we have this beer to finish. Mm, good point. Sorry, Ramona. I think we're going to stay in tonight. More handicapped seating for me then. <laughs> Ramona leaves, and the couple gets back to studying their flashcards. Adriana laughs at something Guaraf says. Interior apartment morning. Ramona watches Guaraf cook up an extraordinary breakfast. I didn't realize Indians make pancakes for breakfast too. Have you seen naan bread? It's a pancake you can eat all day. Adriana enters, visibly hungover. She takes a seat. Did I die last night? I feel like I died and watched the resurrection. What are those pancakes? Guara brings her the plate of beautiful food. Oh, thank God. She digs in, ravenously eating up everything on her plate. Ramona watches them from a distance. You want some? No, thanks. I don't want to be a third wheel. I've already got four. <laughs> Interior <laughs> call center day. Ramona is lost amidst a sea of identical cubicles. I can't do that without the credit card you use to open the account. She's surrounded on all sides by call center drones wearing matching headsets and fake smiles. They are unreasonably excited about taking customer service calls for an anonymous corporation. But not Ramona. She's on a frustrating phone call with an angry caller. Ramona's boss walks over and observes her. That sounds like a personal problem. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> More yelling. She blows a bubble. Okay, ma'am. I'm going to have to put you on hold until you calm down. <coughs> she puts the phone down and notices her boss. I love putting callers in timeout. They get so mad. <laughs> Ramona's joke falls flat. He shakes his head and walks away. She eyes the clock hanging overhead, and it's not even noon yet. Interior apartment day. Ramona flips through the mail until she finds a fancy embroidered envelope from Nima Chowdhury. Adriana watches her tear it open. How was work? Worse than yesterday. Probably not as bad as tomorrow, though. <laughs> You could quit like a normal person, and then you could do something you actually like. But then I'd have nothing to complain about. Besides, I somehow tricked those bozos into paying me 20 <clears throat> bucks an hour. I'm not giving that up anytime soon. Well, that's very mature of you, Ramona. Oh, shit. What's wrong? Nima invited us to her welcome back party. And what are we welcoming her back from, exactly? Nima and Vijay Chowdhury cordially invite you to welcome them back from their magical honeymoon in the sacred cities of India. And now we'd like to rub it in your face. God, as if their parties weren't awful enough to begin with. Remember that time she covered the TV with a blanket because she thought murder she wrote was depressing? <laughs> <laughs> Too bad married couples are expected to go to these things. Any chance I can convince you to come along for emotional support? That's tempting, but I hate all of Nima's friends. They look down on me, literally and figuratively. But I guess I can make an appearance just to see what all the fuss is about. Oh, yes. I think a fancy-ass party like this is exactly what we need. And you're the DD. Oh. Interior bedroom montage. Ramona is trying on a variety of outfits for Nima's party. It's a classic rom-com montage, but it's more complicated when you're in a wheelchair. Pants have to be put on very slowly one leg at a time. Dresses can be pulled over her head, but it's easier to just throw clothes on on top rather than put them on completely. The montage ends with Ramona, panting and sweaty, trying to get out of a leather jumpsuit. Her arms flail in the air, and she curses until Adriana runs in to free her. How the hell did you get into this thing? Interior Nima's house night. Ramona, Adriana, and Guarav enter Nima's very adult <clears throat> party. 
There's classical music playing, fancy finger food, and everyone is drinking wine from pristine glasses. Is this what we're doing now? Finger cheeses and Napa wine? Mm, I bet these people have never even seen a mini hot dog. Ooh, they have Sinequanon! Did you just have a stroke? They only make <laughs> 400 of these a year, so shut up and drink it. it tastes like sour grapes. You would know. <laughs> this is what we've been training for. We have to convince all these bozos we're a real couple, all right? Yes, ma'am. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> then that'll be the most expensive vomit you've ever had. <laughs> Guara pushes her chair through the crowd, but he keeps running over people's toes. Oops, sorry. Oh, excuse me. Hit her next. Guarav gives her a thumbs up. Nima, the host, 30s South Asian, Michelle Obama-level classy, is surrounded by her guests. Ramona runs into her. Sorry, didn't see you there. It's, it's okay. Nima straightens out her dress and hugs Adriana. Adriana, it's so good to see you. Good to see you, too. Nima, I'd like to introduce you to my husband, Gaurav. Gaurav waves hello awkwardly. Oh, I didn't know you got married. Or engaged, or even interested in men. Oh. <laughs> well, you can't predict love. I'm sure you understand. <clears throat> Some things really are beyond understanding. <laughs> <laughs> she looks down at Ramona. Hi, Ramona. I'm so glad you could make it. I hope it wasn't too difficult getting in here. <laughs> Got a little banged up, but I'm in one piece. Let me introduce you to everybody. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Nima faces the group and puts a hand on Ramona's shoulder. Everybody, this is Ramona, and she is the bravest person <laughs> I know. Everybody applauds. Ramona looks like she's about to die. Gaurav claps with them, but Adriana stops him right away. Nima's, friends, Nima's friend bends over with her hand on her knees to talk to Ramona as if she's a child. You must be so strong. Can I ask what happened to you? She clearly doesn't realize how invasive of a question that is. I was on a roller coaster at the fair when it shot off the rails. We crashed into a tree. I was the only survivor. Oh, my gosh. That's so awful. I got a pretty massive settlement, but the money can't stop the nightmares. <laughs> They're always the same. My dead friends, the clowns, the funnel cake covered in their blood. She takes a sip of her wine. Nima's friend is shocked, unaware that Ramona was, of course, bullshitting her. The group leaves Nima and the crowds around. The, the group leaves. The group leaves Nima and crowds around Ramona. Nima hates this. Did you know in India they force poor women to be surrogates for the rich? I spent a day with them. Ramona tries to get away from the crowd. One of the guests bumps into her wheelchair and spills the wine all over Nima's dress. The crowd gasps. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. The crowd circles around Nima. She's upset about her dress, but it's a small price to pay to be the center of attention again. She continues to play the part of benevolent host. Oh, it's all right. I didn't like this dress that much anyway. Ramona takes this as her opportunity to leave. She approaches the bar as Jeremy, 30s, getting older and hotter, but he doesn't realize it yet, pours himself a glass. Pour me a glass, barkeep. I'm sorry, I'm, but I'm not the bartender. Just pour myself this for myself. That's too bad. I always had a thing for bartenders. Is it too late to change my answer? Sorry, buddy, but you'd make a pretty terrible bartender. She points to all the wine he spilled on the table. Uh, this is nothing compared to the little number you pulled over there. Oh, you saw that? Well, not my finest moment, I'll admit. <laughs> they both share an awkward laugh. So, you, are you going to pour me some booze or what? <laughs> he pours her a drink. Can I uh, ask you a question? Ramona steals herself for another invasive question about her wheelchair. <sighs> Only one. Make it count. And yes, I can drive a car all by myself. <laughs> Is this party terrible, or am I missing something? Her face lights up. <laughs> it is terrible. 
You know they only. Uh, you know they're only doing this so they could brag about their stupid honeymoon. <laughs> it's like we get it. You do yoga. So does everyone else. What's yoga? Oh, jeez, uh, I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh my god, you must be the most gullible man in the world. How many times have you had your identity stolen? Tell the truth now. <laughs> Jeremy feels awkward, but her smile makes it okay. You, uh, you, you want to get out of here? Maybe go see a real bartender? Ramona looks for Adriana and finds her mingling with Gaurav. They fit into the party better than Ramona ever could. Let's do it. Interior bedroom night. Jeremy throws Ramona onto the bed. She bounces on the mattress laughing. He jumps on top of her and they make out. Interior bedroom morning. The next day, Ramona wakes up. Jeremy is asleep in the bed next to her. She's surprised. Guys don't usually spend the night. He starts to wake up and she pretends to still be asleep but wakes up with him. Hey, uh, we spend the night. <sighs> Sorry, I totally passed out. I, I don't usually drink that much. A quiet, awkward moment. So what do we do now? Am I supposed to make you eggs or... Do you make me eggs, or am I wrong about the whole egg thing? No, you're, you're on the right track, but I've, I should get going. Those texts aren't going to file themselves. Wow. That's the lamest excuse I've ever heard, and I've heard some doozies. Uh, it's not an excuse. I'm a tax accountant. <laughs> oh, I thought my job sucked. But I bet you get a lot of attention from the ladies around tax day. <laughs> hey, don't hate the player, hate the game. He starts putting on his clothes. Ramona wants to say something to him, but can't find the words. He's about to leave when... Wait. He turns around. Do you, like, want to, I don't know, hang out sometime? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I'll, I'll hit you up later. Cool. <laughs> he leaves, and Ramona falls back onto her pillow, smiling. Interior apartment continuous. Jeremy's about to leave when Adriana slams the door shut. So you like Ramona, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I do. She gets uncomfortably close. You're not another one of those creepy chair chasers, are you? Chair, a chair chaser? No, no way. So you like her? I think so, but, but don't tell her that. I don't think that kind of thing is really her style. Very perceptive. You can leave now, but remember this. We're watching you. <laughs> we? Gaurav is standing behind him, holding a large knife. I told you I didn't want to cut the onion. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Gaurav, I told you to be menacing. <laughs> Interior call center day. Back in the endless sea of cubicles, Ramona is on the phone with another angry caller. I'm sorry, sir, but you have to keep paying us in order to keep your account online. Ramona's boss approaches from behind and watches her. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Sir, I'm going to put you on hold. She sighs. Her boss coughs loudly, startling her. What the hell was that? This guy's mad he can't keep using his account after he canceled his membership. And he's being a real dick about it. It's not your job to tell people why they're wrong. Your job is to get their money and make sure they never want to call us again. Got it? Yeah, I got it. She picks up the phone with an evil look in her eye. You're right, sir. I'll help you solve this problem right away. <laughs> Cut to interior dark ramen restaurant night. Jeremy and Ramona look over the menu at a hipster restaurant filled with flannel shirts and ill-advised beards. <laughs> it's dark and crowded, and their table is awkwardly placed for her chair. Sorry, it said online this place is wheelchair accessible. It's okay, I've dealt with worse. An awkward silence as they sip their drinks. So, uh, what do you do for money? By night, I trick stupid boys into buying me dinner. <laughs> but by day, I work in a call center. What's that like? Most of the guys are really boring. I meant the call center. <laughs> Well, today I took a nap in my cube, stole some snacks from the break room, 
Uh, then I told a caller to kill himself. Oh, hold on. Mondays, right? Oh, hold up there, Garfield. You told someone to kill themselves? Well, I guess I should have said I used to work in a call center. <laughs> they finally fired my ass after that one, so you're definitely picking up the bill tonight because I'm broke. Uh, that's where the night job comes in handy, huh? Yep. I'm sure it was worth it. You're too cool to be working in a call center anyways. Why is it so easy to talk to you? Uh, that's because we already got sex out of the way, so now we can just be ourselves. That doesn't guarantee you're getting late tonight, though. Oh, really? You could still screw this up. She takes a drink and they share intense <laughs> eye contact. Exterior disabled bathroom later. We can hear Jeremy and Ramona through the door. <laughs> You're crazy. Aren't you ever afraid of getting caught? What's anyone going to say? I can take as long in here as I want. <laughs> <laughs> they, exit, they exit the bathroom and Jeremy tucks in his shirt. Now that that's taken care of. We should get out of here. That ramen was hella good and I don't want us to get banned. <laughs> I thought you said it was okay. Sorry, I lied. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they hustle out of the restaurant. Interior apartment morning. Ramona, Jeremy, Adriana, and Garov are coupled up, eating breakfast in different parts of the room. Ramona's flipping through job ads on Craigslist, but Jeremy wants her attention. Did you know that Shamu is retiring next month? I know everyone hates SeaWorld now, but we have to go. It's like the Emancipation Proclamation, but for whales. He's not retiring. They canned him because he's bad for business. Besides, you know, too broke to go anywhere. Stop worrying so much. You'll find a new job soon. Adriana's ears perk up. Excuse me? Let's... Uh, hold up. Uh... Oh, yeah, um, I kind of got fired the other day. <sighs> Why didn't you tell me? So you're sure you don't want to go? I really can't think about that right now. I have to get a job ASAP. Well, I have the day off, so I'll be home if you need me. Jeremy grabs his things and leaves. Adriana is infuriated by Ramona's nonchalance. Ramona. What the hell? You got fired and didn't tell me? Yeah, well, you've been so busy with Garab. Don't give me that. If you don't have a job, then how are we going to pay rent? They both slowly look over at Garab. Don't you dare. <laughs> Smash cut to interior apartment later. They carry boxes of Garov's stuff in the house. Welcome home. Ramona opens a box and pulls out a ratty old stuffed animal. Please tell me you stole this from a baby. No, um, those are mine. <laughs> There's like a hundred stuffed animals in here. You don't sleep with these, do you? Good luck. <laughs> Adriana looks into the eyes of one of his teddy bears. Oh, it's not like you can throw them away. They're adorable. Adriana looks over to Gaurav, and they both smile. It's more intimate than anything we've actually seen between them before. You two better not be falling in love right now. The couple quickly look away from each other, blushing. Don't be no stupid. Way. No. <laughs> Job hunting montage. Day. We're outside of the faux Parisian cafe, Chez Baguette. I am so sorry, but the manager only interviews in French. Now we're outside yeah. the drippy hippie cafe. I could, like, hold on to your resume until she gets back. She's already been gone a couple of months. Shouldn't be much longer now. <laughs> cats hiss and screech as Ramona exits the Kitty Cat Cafe. Wait, one of the cats peed on your resume. Do you have another copy? Ramona takes a deep breath and goes back inside. Exterior San Jose Street Day. Ramona makes her way down the street to the, to the long five-lane crosswalk, sweaty and miserable. The crosswalk timer is already halfway finished, and while everyone else hustles across, Ramona knows she won't make it in time. She watches everyone cross the street while she waits to get to the next light. Exterior library day. Ramona approaches a large and imposing public library. Interior library continuous. The library is a bastion of peace and air conditioning. The bookshelves at the library have never looked more beautiful. She approaches the information desk, staffed by two nice old librarians, one with glasses and the other with a scarf. My goodness, you must be dying out there. Would you like some water? Uh, thanks, but I was actually wondering if you're hiring. We usually only take applications online. But since you came all this way, I think we could take a look. 
Really? Wow, that would be awesome. She hands them her resume. We'll be in touch. They wave to her as she leaves. Interior, Jeremy's car at night. Jeremy is circling a parking lot outside of a movie theater. Oh, there's a goddamn parking spot when you need one. He's driving in circles, and Ramona stares out the window. So, have you found a job yet? It feels like we've ages since we hung out. It's fine. My butt melted into the chair the other day, but it might have paid off. You got some leads then? Where at? The library looks like my best bet. The library? Don't, don't hobos, like, jerk off in there? <laughs> don't be gross. I'm just saying. Why not apply to some place that isn't covered in bodily fluids? Yes! A spot! Here we go. Like all oblivious guys, he doesn't notice that he's offended her. Exterior movie theater later. Through the glass doors, we see Ramona and Jeremy leaving the theater. He tries to open the door for her, but she, but she refuses his help and opens the door for herself. They wait outside the theater in uncomfortable silence. Movie was pretty bad, right? Yeah, I guess. I, like, are you, are you mad at me? Did, did I do something wrong? I'm not mad at you. Then what's going on? You were being really shitty to me. When? In the car. You mean the library thing? Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry, I, I don't go to libraries. Does that make me a bad person? It's hard enough to find a job that works for me. I don't need you making me feel like crap about taking whatever I can get. So you are mad at me. Whatever. Look, look, I'm sorry, I didn't know you cared so much about libraries. Now I do. I'm never making the mistake again. Good. A long, awkward silence. So, what do you want to do now? <laughs> Smash cut to interior Jeremy's car later. Jeremy's driving with a big, goofy smile as Ramona gives him a hand job. <laughs> she doesn't care that it's dangerous, she just wants him to shut up. Interior bedroom later. Jeremy watches Ramona get undressed. She struggles with the buttons on her dress, and he steps over to help her, but she swats his hand away. I've got it. Okay, okay. He takes a seat on the bed, flips, ar- flips around on his phone. <laughs> You've got to check this out. It is a Wild Corgi mix riding a snowboard. <laughs> it's the silliest thing I've ever seen. I told you I just want to go to sleep. She continues to fumble with her dress, and Jeremy can't bear to watch her struggle anymore. Yeah, let me help you. No. Stop being so difficult. Don't touch me. Would it be easier if I help you? No, it fucking wouldn't be easier if you fucking helped me. She pushes him away. If you can't stop yourself, then wait outside until I'm done. Are you serious? Get out. Jeremy slams the door behind him. He waits on the other side. Ramona takes off her dress and approaches the door. She considers opening it, but she doesn't. Jeremy, I think you should go home. I need to get some sleep. Well, I'm not going anywhere until you tell me that to my face. Now they're in a game of chicken. So who's going to crack first? Ramona holds her breath so she doesn't make a sound. I'm serious. I'll wait. I just thought we had fun tonight. Just open the door already. Fine, have it your way. I'm done fighting with you. He storms off and Ramona gets in bed alone. Fade out. Interior apartment morning. Ramona is lying face down on her bed with the pillow over her head. There's a knock at the door. Can I come in? No. You sure? Fine. Adriana sits on the bed. You and Jeremy got in a fight, huh? I've been dressing myself for 29 years, and I've been doing a pretty damn good job at it, too. I don't need some guy to be my nurse. Well, maybe he just wants to be more than just some guy. Is that my fault? Because I did not sign up for this. Well, don't you think you're being a little melodramatic right now? You'll eat those words when you're crying at my funeral. <laughs> Ramona's phone rings, and it's an unknown number. Aren't you going to answer it? Ramona begrudgingly picks up the phone. Hello? Yeah, that's me. Oh, Wow, yeah, today works. Okay, thanks. She hangs up. Adriana watches her, waiting to hear the news. It was the library. I got an interview. Adriana cheers and gives her a hug. Yes, I'm so happy for you. God, you sound like my mother. Oh, I'm 20 years of cigarettes and vodka away from that. <laughs> so when's the interview? In a couple hours. Then you better get your lazy ass out of bed and get changed. Grow up and make you breakfast. 
Adriana ruffles Ramona's hair and leaves the room. Gorov, I need waffles ASAP! <laughs> Exterior library day. <laughs> Ramona approaches the library and her phone buzzes. It's a text from Jeremy. We need to talk. Can I see you soon? Ramona replies, busy, period, TTYL, period. She turns her phone off and goes inside. Interior library day. Ramona's being interviewed by the two old librarians. Ramona, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Working in a library has always been kind of a dream of mine. Passion for the work is hard to find these days. Did you spend a lot of time at the library? Uh, well, my parents used to bring me here a lot when I was in high school. They always said it was the only place in town you couldn't get in trouble, but I made sure to prove them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Ramona laughs, but the librarians don't. But after I dropped out of school, I came back here a lot. It was the only place you didn't have to pay money to stay in. Did you drop out of college because of your condition? M my condition? She means your chair, dear. <laughs> no, it wasn't because of that. So why are you in a wheelchair? If it's all right, I'd really prefer not to talk about that oh, right there's now. There's no need to feel uncomfortable. We understand what it's like to be in your position. You do. This interview is just a formality. We're always looking out for people like you. People like me. Diversity is very important to us. And I don't just mean the black. We've been pioneering the integration of the dif differently abled for decades now. They motion to the library diversity award photos hanging on the wall. The two librarians stand amidst a group of disabled people of all types. Everything from crutches and wheelchairs to extra limbs and missing limbs. It's quite garish, but these old ladies are just so proud it's almost okay. Oh, my God. Not that we take credit for it. Our employees do all the hard work. We just gave them the opportunity to prove themselves. I need to get out of here. What's wrong, Ramona? We thought you'd be excited to join us. No thanks, Mrs. Schindler, but keep me off your gimp list. <laughs> <laughs> she storms out, leaving the two old librarians in shock. Interior apartment day. Adriana is reading on the couch, sitting real close to Guarov. Ramona enters and slams the door behind her. How'd your interview go? Ramona sits there for a moment, then starts laughing hysterically. Guarov and Adriana share a confused look. Is that good or, or bad? It was less of a job interview and more of an invitation to be part of their cripple museum. So I assume that means you didn't take the job? You know me too well, Adriana. Well, have you talked to Jeremy yet? What do you think? Of course not. Oh, poor guy's probably been sitting next to his phone all day waiting for you to call. <laughs> Who calls anymore? <laughs> Ramona turns on it. Ramona turns on her iPhone and the display reads 20 new voice messages. Apparently he does. <laughs> she tosses the phone onto her lap and puts her head in her hands. You want to talk about it? Ramona shakes her head no. Do you want to get a drink? Ramona shakes her head yes. Exterior <laughs> bar night. Ramona, Adriana, and Guarov approach a busy bar. There's an argument between Steve, the tired, pouncer, the tired bouncer, and a drunk bro. Hey, bro, you really don't think I'm 21? Look at my beard, dude. Look, <laughs> you're not getting in without an ID, all right? This is some bullshit. Let me in. The bro tries to push his way inside, but Steve holds him back. The bros, bros, cheer him, from on, cheer him on from the inside. Ramona has no patience for this, because she needs a drink now. Get back to the frat house, asshole. Bitch, stay out of this. He turns around to face this new opponent, but then he sees the wheelchair. He's uh, dumbfounded. Uh, look, this is this is none of your business, all right? You're keeping the adults from drinking, so go take your natty lights and shotgun them at home. <laughs> the bro wants to fight back, but he's got nothing. His friends pull him away, and Steve is relieved. Thanks for the assist. There's nothing. Badass. <clears throat> Let me get you a drink on the house. You don't have to do that. Yo, get this girl a drink. Too late. <laughs> Ramona smiles and goes inside. Interior bar later. Ramona finishes her whiskey, and she looks over to Adriana and Gaurav, both drunk in the photo booth, taking pictures. She takes out her phone and starts texting Jeremy, 
I'm sorry, I... But she can't finish it. She throws her phone on the table, and Steve sits next to her and puts another shot of whiskey in front of her. You handle yourself pretty well back there. Do that kind of thing often? Big fights with bros? I kind of surprised myself with that one. Well, you've got a good instinct. I just rough them up. It's exhausting. <laughs> Your way is easier. At least something good's come from this colossally shitty day. What's so bad about it? Well, the only thing worse than getting fired is job hunting. <laughs> I feel you. This is kind of weird, but if you need a job, we could use someone like you around here. Someone like me. Damn, girl, I didn't mean it like that. You seem cool, and I can pay your minimum wage to check IDs and kick people out of this bar, so I don't have to. Ramona doesn't know what to say, so she looks over to Adriana, wasted making out with Garov in the photo booth. A drunk lady starts yelling at the bartender. Hey, you mean I'm cough. You can't cut me off, bitch. <laughs> you want to start tonight? <laughs> Ramona doesn't know what to say. She looks over to Adriana, wasted in making out with Garov in the photo booth. Fuck it. She takes a shot, slams it down on the table. Hey, lady, you heard the man. You're out of here. Don't make me get out of this chair. <laughs> <laughs> cut to black. End of show. <laughs> um... <laughs> Rustine, this pilot is so sweet. So like, there's, awesome. there's something so warm about the show. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I do? You know what I mean? Kind of what I'm getting at. I try to like give everybody like something to look forward to and like try to work towards because it does get very emotional because mm -hmm. they're all like dealing with a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's like it's about people like coming together and like trying to help each other and it not always working out. So I think that's kind of where that sweetness comes from. Yeah, it's funny. I um I don't know if you watch much network comedy at all, but I really like Mike Schur who does mm -hmm. like Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and his stuff has such an undertone of sweetness. But you kind of expect that with network comedy. But what's interesting is you've written something kind of more like an edgy cable comedy, more in maybe like the tone of something that would air on HBO or Showtime. But yeah, it's, it's really sweet even though there's elements of darkness, and I might be being redundant, but as a writer, I'm curious, how do you balance like kind of the more serious emotional stuff, but kind of ground it with almost that network sweetness that I really like about the pilot? I think you just have to let the, the characters kind of show it to you, mm -hmm. because um, especially like with Ramona herself, she's so sarcastic and like edgy it kind of like just the jokes kind of flow right out of her mm -hmm. just her reacting to being put upon by the world around her so i think it's just a a lot of preparing before you go into it yeah. also you know keeping keeping an eye on like where you're going and not getting too bogged down by trying to be one thing of course and that's yeah this pilot is so far from being any one thing and that's mm -hmm. why it reads so fresh um, you said your girlfriend gave you the idea for the show? Well, she came to me and told me how, like, she had read, like, an article about, like, a disabled woman. Just, like, I'd never, how she had never seen anything like that on TV. And so I started, like, kind of looking into it, and I saw a statistic that was, like, 5% of the roles in, like, TV and movies mm -hmm. are, like, disabled characters, and then 95% of those are played by able-bodied right. people, <laughs> wow. which is, like, pretty insane if that happened with, like, any other group of people. Uh... And it just kind of stuck in my head. And I was already trying to write about these kind of like job hunting and relationship problems that are very much like current and kind of like a part of like a lot of other big shows out there right now. 
And this just seemed like a perfect perspective to kind of tackle that from. It's <laughs> funny that you mentioned that because I was actually going to bring that up. It's it's infuriating when a, a white actor is played as a as a you know a non-white role or a straight actor is pl placed in a, in a gay role because there are mm -hmm. colored actors and and gay actors. And I was going to ask no. you the same thing. There <laughs> are surprise Can you surprise, Roxy. I know. Um, would you want Ramona in this role to go to a genuinely paraplegic actress? I I think that would definitely be. A requirement just oh, because yeah. like there's so few opportunities that if I was lucky enough to be able to like pursue this further that I would have to make the most of it absolutely yeah yeah Ramona's so central I mean obviously this pilot doesn't work if the character of Ramona doesn't work yeah. and she just kicks so much ass yeah like, I, I think it's interesting about her because it's like you I was actually laughing out loud and then you're like shit am I allowed to laugh at this person in a wheelchair <laughs> and then you're like of course I'm allowed yeah. to laugh at it like, yeah, she's but you, you go through that mm -hmm. how did you make sure that you wrote all of her lines in, in that respectful manner where it wasn't like poking fun at her <clears throat> it was her kind of in on all yeah. of it a lot of it is just that she's a regular person right. she's like you know dealing with a lot of the same stuff that any of us are all dealing with so I kind of started at to put that stuff about her being like in a chair, you know, in the back of my mind when writing for her, even though there are a lot of jokes about that. Um, and yeah, it was just about treating her just like you would any other character. You told the line perfectly there. Yeah. It was really great. Well, and it's think. so awesome because I feel like I've seen two types of sort of disabled characters portrayed on TV. Mm -hmm. There's the kind where like people are so piteous of the character and they're like an object of sympathy and that's kind of a drag. Mm -hmm. And there's also <laughs> the kind where they're like super overachievers and like they defy all expectations. But Ramona's kind of prickly and like sarcastic and doesn't really have her shit together. Yeah. Which is perfect because she's a character that like is actually interesting. Mm -hmm. Was that important for you to just kind of like She's not the most, I mean, I find her incredibly likable, but she's not the most, like, conventionally likable character in yeah. a sense, if you know what I'm getting at. There's a lot of that around now in yeah. terms of, like, you know, shows like Girl or Girls or You're the Worst mm -hmm. or something, where yeah. you have these, like, very complicated people, but they also often, like, have really high positions of privilege, mm -hmm. and so it was really fun to, like, kind of take this archetype and put it into something that hasn't really been done before. How yeah. did you um, balance the line when you were writing Ramona about making her sarcasm who she is as a person rather than just a defense mechanism or a coping mechanism because she's in a wheelchair? Because I assume mm -hmm. her sarcasm came before she was in the wheelchair. Yeah. Like that I think is that is, is like part of the trope is the sarcastic like disabled person who like their entire identity revolves around this and the people's reaction mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, it's hard to to know the answer, like if you are towing the line or not. It was just a lot of research and kind of like listening to people like talk about their own experiences and you see a lot of that coming up naturally in real life. So a lot of the anecdotes and stories, like the one about um, where she kicks Jeremy out of the room <laughs> because he won't stop helping, like that's from like a real story that Funny. I heard. Funny. And like it kind of shows, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. What is your process like for research? Uh, Google is a writer's <laughs> best friend. Yeah. Uh, Google's everywhere. There's a lot of great vloggers uh, on YouTube also. There's this guy, Dan, who does, uh, fuck, what was his name? I wrote it down because I wanted to make sure I got it right. It's uh, just happened to be. He's, he's a disabled vlogger, and he wrote this, he did this video about Me Before You, which is mm -hmm. uh, the Amelia Clark. Yeah 
<laughs> paraplegic oh, no. rom com oh, uh, that's very bad and ends with him. Yeah. It ends with him committing suicide yeah. because yeah. I can't yeah. handle. I'm sorry, but it's horrible. <laughs> <a laughs> no, so I don't yeah. care. It was uh, horrible and so rude to Yeah, exactly. Everybody. I yeah. highly recommend anyone watching to check this guy out because he does a great kind of like cool. examination of that. Mm-hmm. And so there's just a lot of voices out there, and you just need to search them out and listen to them. Yeah, you could tell they hadn't really spoken to anyone who actually went through that Mm. um, particular disability because Christopher Reeve, a long time ago, he talked about how when it first happened, when it first happened, he had considered committing suicide Mm. because he just, you know, he had gone from basically being Superman to not being able to move anything but, like, uh, I don't even know if he could move his neck. Yeah. And so... And he talks about going through that and then how um, his wife kind of stepped in and kind of, like, brought him out of that. So that's like a – I feel like that, that me before you just go off on that. It's such a, it's such a personal thing to, uh, to talk about for them to not really research what people go through when they mm-hmm. – Yeah. <laughs> like, are going through that. <laughs> it's so. dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, it was a lot of just – because with Ramona, I imagined – I wanted to kind of keep her backstory, like mm-hmm. – Hidden. It's not mm-hmm. the roller coaster thing. Though. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so you were clear yeah, about that. Uh, and I think that kind of helps in keeping her like relatable and not becoming too much of a stereotype. Is yeah. Because as soon as you start going into the backstory, it becomes the cliche. It's mm-hmm. easy to dive into the cliche of like the sob story or something like that. So. Yeah. Why yeah. did you choose to make her somebody who wasn't always in a wheelchair? Um, that was just the. Um, avenue I decided to go along I have like a kind of idea of what happened to her but it's still kind of I just preferred that angle as opposed to someone who was born that way uh it made it a little easier for me to write just because I was able to kind of think about like well what would how would I feel Hmm. if like years ago I had this change in my life as opposed to uh you know being born a certain way well, I mean, this is a compliment, Rustine, but after reading this pilot, I wondered if when you showed up today, you might be in a wheelchair, because I think it's such a, to me at least, true empathetic portrayal of wheel, like what it would be like to, I don't know, so that's a compliment mm-hmm. to you as a writer, and yeah, I appreciate that you kind of did research and handled the topic sensitively, but mm-hmm. like not with so much sensitivity that it feels like it's this educate, like this infotainment piece, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> Um, um, I'm glad that you did it, but I'm curious to know why you made Ramona a, a female character. Yeah, instead of a, a male character. This was the first pilot that I ever actually wrote. Um, and so when I went into it, I really wanted to write someone outside of myself. So writing a female protagonist just kind of came with that. And it actually really opened me up to the point where like, pretty much all of my pilots now have female protagonists just because I find it more interesting and it kind of helps me like get out of my head a little bit of like trying to think about how literally I would handle situations mm-hmm. uh, and yeah it's just more fun for me that's, I think that's a good point of view I like that you yeah. nailed the female voice I always <laughs> yeah, try not perfect. to look at who the uh, the writer is before uh, before I read it because mm-hmm. sometimes it gives you an idea of what it's going to be or something mm-hmm. but I I would have 